Merry Christmas to everybody. Christmas is coming. Did you know that? You can cancel all the things you want, but you can't cancel Christmas. He already came. <laughs> so he's already established his kingdom. You know, uh, as we approach Christmas, I want you to just close your eyes for a minute and understand that in the realm of the eternal atmosphere and in the cosmos, there is a voice that spoke. The writer of Hebrews tells us that if you could have listened, if you could have heard before Jesus came, a voice was spoken, and he quotes from Psalm 40, verse 6, that was actually the voice of Jesus before he was brought to earth and birthed. Consequently, when Christ came into the world, he said, that's what Hebrews 10.5 says, Jesus said as he came into the world, sacrifices and offerings you have not desired, but a body you have prepared for me. In burnt offerings and in sin offerings you've taken no pleasure. Then I said, Behold, I have come to do your will, O God, as it is written of me in the scroll of the book. A body you have prepared. And so the Son is speaking to the Father, the Eternal Son, speaking to the Eternal Father, saying that you have prepared a body. It's been written of me in the scrolls, in the book, that I shall come. And a body has been prepared. And so God had planned this. He said that burnt offerings, sin offerings, God never took pleasure in. They were a substitute. They were like, uh, you know, fake they weren't the real solution to the problem. I shouldn't say fake, but a symbolic representation of what was going to come. And he said that God was not pleased with them because they never satisfied the justice of God. And so Jesus says, behold, I come to do your will. A body you have prepared for me, and it is written of me in the scroll of the book. There was a body prepared in the book of scripture a body within scripture that reveals what Christ was prepared to do and become it was hidden as a mystery where people couldn't understand but this body was prepared for Christ so we have to ask ourselves what was the body that was prepared that we can find in scripture and in the scrolls well the first aspect of this body is that it needed to be human it needed to be human why? Because bulls and lambs and goats and offerings, those animals cannot fix and restore what was broken between God and man. An animal can't restore the kingdom back to man. Man was given dominion over all of creation. An animal can't restore what was broken between the covenant of God and man. Hosea 6-7 says that Adam broke covenant with the father. It must be one like Adam to restore the position of man back. In fact, the psalmist says this. It's written in the book. This body we're looking for says this. What is man that you're mindful of him and the son of man that you care for him? You have made him a little lower than the uh, heavenly beings and you've crowned him with glory and honor. You have given him dominion over the works of your hands. 
and have put all things under his feet. That was the position of man. It wasn't the position of bulls. It wasn't the position of animal kingdom. In fact, Paul tells us in Romans that all of creation was subject to the frustration of the curse because of Adam-breaking relationship. So the body prepared has to be human. It has to be a man, but we've got a problem because all those born of Adam are under the curse of the sin. God says in Isaiah, he looked everywhere, searched for an intercessor, and could find no man. So he says he laid bare his arm. He revealed his right arm, his saving arm. And so the body prepared for Jesus is a human body where the word of God would come and dwell among us, tabernacle with us in a human body. He would be fully man and he would be fully God to restore what was lost. This body also needed to be outside the realm of Adam because if he was born of Adam, he'd be under the curse of Adam and he would be sinful. And so this body prepared needed to be unique. And the uniqueness of God's creation from the beginning of time had established that through a male and female, a binary form by which it would take two to procreate, and through the seed of the man, the curse continues. But with the seed and the egg, if an egg is separate from the seed, the egg or has never been under that curse if it is a seed from God. Therefore, the virgin birth, where God put the seed within a woman and fertilized that egg which was fully human, by the divine of God. The virgin birth is so essential. So many have negated it and have let it go to the wayside in their church and in their theology. It is absolutely essential for the virgin birth because within the womb of the mother was Jesus, the body prepared for Christ. That the seed mingles with the human egg, creating a human being named Emmanuel, God with us. And within that womb, that body prepared for the word of God as he came into the womb, the blood of the woman never mingles with the blood of the child. You can have two different blood types between the mother and the child. The blood never touches. Therefore, if Jesus' blood is given and made through the seed of God combined with the egg of a woman, his blood was never tainted by Adam's blood because the blood within Mary that was sinful never mingled into Christ Jesus. And the body prepared for us was sinless, without sin, outside of the curse of Adam. So the body prepared for me that was written in the book is fully man and born of a virgin. And we go on. For this body was prepared. And it's not just any old body or any old person, but God had prepared it through the lineage of Israel back to David, back to Abraham, Back to Adam. Oh, this thing's been prepared. How many of you know what I'm talking about? 
This has been prepared. This isn't just a, you know what, how are we going to fix this thing? This was established, written in the book, and a body had been prepared for the right time, as Paul calls it, in the fullness of time. Now, when you look at the genealogies in the Gospel of Luke and in the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew's genealogy is the the genealogy of Joseph, the stepfather and legal guardian of Jesus. And his genealogy goes back up to Solomon, the son of David, who was the royal heir of King David. Luke's gospel takes us through the genealogy of Miriam. We call her Mary. In Hebrew, she would have been known as Miriam. And it takes the genealogy back through her side, back to Nathan, the legal firstborn of David. You have the royal line and the legal line. This is a body that has been prepared for such a time as this, that through these genealogies, it wasn't just some guy, Joseph, and some chick, Miriam, that, hey, they like each other, let's get them together. It was very specific as to who they were. They were in the direct lineage to legally and royally be the heirs of the kingdom. But that kingdom was under oppression of Rome and scattered. But Christ being born of Mary and being adopted by Joseph was not only the legal heir to the throne of David, he was the royal heir through King Solomon to reign on that throne. A body I have prepared for you. We have a problem though in the midst of the line of Joseph, you'll see the name Jehoiakim, and God had cursed that royal line and said, render this man childless, and the curse was brought, and an axe was laid to the tree of Jesse's, uh, David's father, and his lineage, an axe was laid to it and cut, but we have the prophecy in Isaiah that says, out of the stump of Jesse shall grow a sprout. And so even though the line was cursed and cut off, again because of the virgin birth, he's born under the legal and royal line to be king, but he bypasses the curse because of the virgin birth. And he is the sprout that comes out of the stump of Jesse as Isaiah prophesied. And just to help add to the joy of it all, the Hebrew word for sprout is nazar. And what city did Jesus come from? Nazareth. Sprout Town. A body you have prepared for me. When we celebrate Christmas, when we celebrate baby Jesus, when a world mocks baby Jesus, when we look at all those mangers, we don't understand, most people do not get the fullness of the glory and majesty that has been written in the book from the beginning of time of the body that was prepared for us, for Jesus. This body is amazing so that when the angels came to announce this day in the city of David a Savior, the Christ, 
the Messiah, the Lord is given. You shall find the babe wrapped in a manger in swaddling clothes. And the angels began to rejoice and celebrate at this King of kings and Lord of lords. All of heaven rejoiced because a body had been prepared for him. This body was precious. It was sinless. It was spotless. And Jesus lived a life of complete devotion and obedience to the Father and to the law where he did not sin so that the body that was prepared for him, he prepared for the Father. As through the eons of time and the history and genealogies of mankind and the arrangements that were taking place throughout history to prepare the body for Christ, Christ in his three years of ministry was preparing his body for the cross. As he went to the cross, he said, Father, not my will, but thy will be done. And as his body hung on that cross, he became a propitiation for sin. In other words, he became what the bulls and the goats could not offer. He could restore what the lambs and the doves offered as sacrifices could not please the Father. But that which was of the second Adam came to bring the blood, the blood of God to redeem man from the curse of the law. So that it would be fulfilled and you and I would not be judged and condemned. And because he was innocent, death and the grave could not hold him. And the body prepared for him broke the wheels and the cogs of death and hell. And broke the machine as he came forth in triumph. The body prepared for him was the body that triumphed over death. Because there is a body prepared for me. Because as he rose from the grave and called his apostles and all who would follow, he then, by his cleansing body on the cross, cleansed those who would put faith in him from their sin. So then his very nature could come and inhabit them. And a body was prepared for him. The body of the church. We are that body prepared. Now you are the body of Christ and individual members of it, Paul says. So there is a body prepared. Now the body that was prepared for him through the eons of time and genealogies and generations and son of David and crowns and authority to where a virgin came and he, she was uh, fertilized by the seed of God to that body that was sinless and perfect offered on the cross to pay for the price so that it could cleanse us and put the spirit in us and now we're that body prepared for God's presence in the earth. Somebody shout hallelujah. What a plan. A body you have prepared for me. Come on, we read that little phrase. We, we walk right by that every Christmas. We like the lights. We like the trees. We like the manger. We have no comprehension to the depth and magnitude of this glory. You 
me, us, this group of believers, we are the body prepared for Christ to dwell in that we may save and bring the light of Christ to a dying world. How marvelous, how wonderful. Christ did it, but he invites us to work in the fields. This is awesome and wonderful in our sight. For no wonder the Father was not satisfied with bulls and goats and lambs. He had a plan so magnificent and splendid. And as he looked through the corridor of time to prepare a body for Christ to dwell in, he saw you. And he called you. Who are you? Who are you? That out of all of the population, from the beginning of time to the end of time, through this world and through every civilization, how is it that you got called to be a body prepared for Christ to dwell in? What an honor. What a privilege. How could I be distracted by anything else when this must captivate my soul? How could I be doing the things that are contrary to his plan when I've been prepared for him? Christmas has become so commercial and so traditional when we've got to get back to the part to understand. That body prepared was a gift for us and we are now the gift to him as he pours his spirit in us to be his body on this earth. Let's bow our heads. Jesus, how privileged we are. We, the body of Christ, prepared before the beginning of time. You called each one of us. Not because of our aptitude, not because of how intelligent we were, not because of our position, our finance, not because of what we could do in our own abilities. You called us to join together as the body of Christ to be filled by your glory, Christ in us. And I pray right now that God, this realization would come into each person here. That you would realize you are called, you are chosen of God. You are the body of Christ. Your neighbor is blessed because you live next door. Your co-worker is blessed because you go into work. The people you meet throughout the day, throughout the streets, throughout your routine have come in contact with the body of Jesus Christ through you. You're his hands. You're his feet. You're his voice. You are highly favored and blessed in Jesus' name. Nothing can stop you as you devote yourself to Christ. 
I come against fear. I come against doubt. I come against anxiousness. I come against political systems. Those who are going to try to reorient your life. Those who are herding you like cattle into conforming to the things of this world. We, the body of Christ, say no. We will walk by the dictates of Christ. And we will preach his words. You are called and chosen as the body prepared. If you'll receive that calling, would you say amen this morning? Amen. Amen. It is my prayer that this Christmas, every time you drive down a street and see a manger, every time you see an image or a picture of a manger, you will remember you're the body prepared for Christ. We're the body of Christ. Christmas is a time to rejoice greatest gift has been prepared. Look for those who are going to come into the kingdom. The greatest gifts we can offer to God are souls being saved. This is the greatest opportunity we have is to preach the gospel. Tell people about Christmas. Bring everything back to Jesus. and Let them know that the moment that you are talking to them was prepared by God for them. That's how prophetic and powerful our witnessing is. Do you believe that? Amen. Amen. Praise God. I want to pray for you this morning. I want to pray for your need. I have complete confidence that God wants to bring you through whatever you're going through, restore you, and elevate you to a new level of glory. Why? He's prepared you. I have full confidence. So this morning I want to pray for your healing. If there's anyone among us or at home, as you're watching, if there's anybody in need of healing physically, emotionally, spiritually, I want to pray for you. Would you stand? If you're able. Father, I thank you that you are conforming us to the image of Christ, your Son. Some of that conforming has been through the crucible of suffering. Some of that forming and shaping has been through teaching and understanding. Some of it through relationships and broken relationships. Some of it through questions and doubts. But we are being conformed to the image of Christ as we are the body prepared. So I pray, God, that your grace would be sufficient in each situation and each testimony of the person standing, that whatever they're suffering, whatever they're tolerating, 
that God, your grace, will sufficiently empower them. And in this grace, this gifting, comes the anointing of the power of the cross. For at the cross you carried our sickness, you carried our disease, you carried our infirmities. And by your blood you paid the price for our healing, for our deliverance. I therefore cast down, Lord God, every work of the enemy, every vain imagination, every familiar spirit, and every curse that was spoken against us, that we would be removing those things as old garments and clothes to be cast aside. For we are dressed in the garments of Christ. Strengthen feeble knees. Strengthen our weak hearts, minds, and souls. I speak to those troubled in their thoughts. Those, Lord, who have been robbed and badgered by voices of the enemy that are constantly telling you, you're no good. That is a lie for the Lord has prepared you to hold his glory. You are precious. You are a gift to the Father from the Son. Let him wrap you. Let him decorate you with the beauty of holiness. Thank you, Jesus. I pray that in this week, God, there will be victory after victory. There will be elevation to new heights of glory. There will be confidence for the Lord says, cast not away your confidence. The Lord will not snuff out a smoldering wick. He will not break off a bruised reed. He will restore. We release the ministry of restoration. For God has prepared you for such a time as this. Burn for Jesus. Be the body prepared for him. 